All right, what's up, everybody? I'm Sabre. I'm Yada. And this is No, no Disclaimers, Disclaimers Podcast. Podcast. Okay, let me give well, a round of applause to, to us, to all the listeners and the viewers. Well, I was about to say, this is the real nigga report. This is the real nigga report. <laughs> um, no, but uh, first of all, I know that we look a little... Look a little bony today. A little bony. A little thin. <laughs> Um, shout out to Sean. Sean is not here. He had a family thing he had to tend to last minute. So uh, he is going to call in, though, for the Real Nigga Report in a few. Uh, so let's just get that out the way. Please show Sean some love because he's going to feel fired, as always, when he's right. not on the show. <laughs> and then, no, it was not because he was drunk last week. Right. Make sure y'all check out that episode. It was right. Shout out to Sean's sobriety. You know what I'm saying? Like- <laughs> yeah, he is sober today. He's helping. He's not hungover. He's helping out the family. Um, yeah. You know, black men in the family are really needed. And you know, they are the support cornerstone. the family, you know, when they, yeah, they're the cornerstone, like you said. Uh, you think we should, let's call Sean. Let's, let's call let's Sean. Let's call Sean for the Real Nigga Report. Let's get the Real Nigga Report first. Let's call Sean. Watch he, like, don't answer or something stupid. <laughs> Hold on, hey. hold on, hey. Sean. Hold on. Let me get your let me get your music queued up, okay? Of course, ladies. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, okay. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. The music is queued up. You don't hear it, but it's here. Hey. Okay. Let me turn him up a little. Alright, Sean. The real nigga report. Let's go. Go. The real nigga report. No disclaimers podcast. Hey ladies. Hey. hey. <laughs> All right. On this segment of the Real Nigga Report, <laughs> I got a good one. This is about Joseph Blankson. He was a Nigerian man. Y'all heard? Yeah, because if you yeah. haven't heard, I'm going to tell you anyway. Let's okay. see. All right. So his boat that he was actually on, it was capsized, and he basically jumped in the water and managed to pull 13 people out of the river. Okay. Right, right. So, Didn't he, so, did he pass away? Yeah, so the crazy thing is, he was the only casualty. He was the father of two, and basically he was making trips back and forth. He was, he was, I guess he was like a swimmer or, you know, something, you know, crazy. But he was making, he was like the Harriet Tubman of the river. So basically, <laughs> he was transporting people back and forth. And when he went to go attempt to save the 14th person, basically, you know, he passed away just due to exhaustion, and he drowned. So, oh, where, so that's where was crazy. That? So, you said what? Where was this at? And why was this fine black man in the water like that? You know, we'll swim like that. <laughs> I mean, they, <laughs> I mean, he was in the boat and it, it, it just capsized, and then he just basically just said, "Okay, okay, I got, it. I got it. I, I'm, I'm going to take accountability. I'm going to, you wow. know, reach out, you know, and try to save as many people as I can." And he saved wow. 13 people, and on the 14th attempt. Basically, he just drowned because he was just exhausted. And he's the only casualty, so everybody else lived. But he basically gave his life to save 13 people, and he oh. left two young, you know, children behind. So oh. um, I thought that was dope. That's, that's any man that is that selfless to um, put his life in jeopardy to save another person's life that they don't necessarily know, mm-hmm. I think that's super dope. This is a black Absolutely. man, right? Yep, Nigerian man. Yeah, Nigerian he's from, Nigeria, yeah, he's from okay. Nigeria. Shout out to my real Africans. Yeah, he's <laughs> um, Port Harcourt. It's in, in like Southern Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody did they home? Okay. okay, Globe. You need to do the real nigga report yeah, on the phone all the time. I gotta come correct. I, okay, I, I geography. Yes, geography. Okay, Sean. We... I'm not drunk this week. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Sean Sobriety. Yes. I told y'all. Yes. We missed you this week, Sean. Oh, your presence is missed it. Yeah. Missed it. You know what? Yes, Maybe yeah. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So shout out to him and shout out, you know, um, to his family because those are now, you know, two children um, who don't have a father. But um, what I can say is, you know, I'm not a you know, family member, but they can be proud when they grow up and understand the story. They can say, hey, my, my dad, he was a real life hero. He died a hero. He was yeah. a hero. Absolutely. For sure. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for that, Sean. That was a, definitely a good running report. I mean, strong black men. We are so needed in the community, as yes. you can see. You know, real nigga salute. I'm with it. Yeah, yeah. We, we definitely, we definitely have to, we have to step up our game because I feel like, you know, some of us are lacking, and I'm not pointing the fingers, myself yeah. included. We really have to. If if we say, you know, we're, we're strong, you know, we're black, and we have to protect our families, we have to show our wives, our girlfriends, our children. We have to lead by example. Absolutely. Yes. Anything else you want to add for the show? 
no disclaimers podcast. Tune one in. More, one more the thing. Show in the DMV. One more thing, Sean. What, did you listen to the Nicki album? Fire. Fire. Would you? What would you grade it? On the regular uh, grade scale, uh, A, B, C, it, D, it, and E. Is it an A, B, C, D, E? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> scale or one to ten. A, B, C, D, or E. Um, I give it a. Uh, are we doing pluses and minuses? <laughs> I was waiting for that. Or minus, yes. <laughs> Only because, like, I don't because B would seem too high. I would give it a B minus. Okay. Okay. I can. Re- I can. And, I, that. and look, no disrespect. I don't listen to women rappers like that. And I'm a rapper. I'm in the industry. So for me to be jamming it like it, like I feel like, um, I feel like she did her due diligence. Um, mm-hmm. I like the features on there, and I feel like she was really like. Like none of that corny shit that she's been doing, or like some of these features, like in the past two years, I can. Li- I've been listening to it. Like if you're if you're friends with me in Apple Music, you can see all the music I listen to. It's been a rotation. Okay. okay. So I just want you to know that this feels like when they called Shine in jail, and then he sp- and he spit on the Confessions remix. This is what this feels like. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, give a free give a freestyle, Sean. Hey yo. Hey, okay. Yo. Oh. Bust it. Oh. <laughs> Lil Yachty and Sabray got me on the phone. Um, Macaulay called got home alone. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Sean. We will see you soon. I hope everything is well on your end. Yes, I we hope everything is good um, with your family. Make sure you handle that, take care of that. And, yeah, we'll see you. All right, babes. Appreciate y'all. All righty. Bye. Aw, Sean is so sweet. He gave, he was so generous with Nicki Minaj and gave her a B minus. You know what? You are petty. So and I'm sitting here looking at your brain like. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, can I add plus and minus? <laughs> oh, I did. Okay, so, okay, so let's do Good and Bad, Nicki Minaj, album, Queen. Let's start with you because you just want to. Oh my god, yeah. we're not gonna start. No, I agree with Sean. I would give it a B minus. I I that I thought that was a pretty good assessment. Um, like I said earlier when we talked, I um I saw a Forbes uh article that reviewed it and the ca- the headline actually reflected exactly how I felt about the album and basically said that it was a solid ten song album hidden uh-huh. inside a nineteen song mess. I wouldn't call it a mess, per se, Mm. but I do feel like there's probably like a good solid 10 tracks on there that I would actually consistently bump. Um, I do feel like it was a little overstuffed to to where it's like 19. We didn't really need the 19, honestly. Like, it's kind of like how you said with with the Drake album. Like, you know, it was just like trying to get everything on there when you really didn't have to. Mm. But it's like, I get the, I get it. You know, you got content, you want to put it out there. The, The worst thing you could do I mean, as an artist for yourself, is have content that you feel is solid and then you sit on it for so long it no longer becomes relevant. So I get trying to get everything on there, but honestly, it wasn't necessary. Um, what was your favorite song on there? Um, hmm. I really liked, um, well, I thought, of course, I thought Barbie Dreams was hilarious. Because, you know, she did a Dreams uh, remix back in, like, 07 on mixtape that did slap, though. Okay. So I felt like it was very reminiscent of that. Um, I liked Hard White. Um, Ganja Burns, of course, was a nice, a nice that opener. That was my favorite one. That was a nice opener. Let me play Hard White real quick. Hold on. I don't feel like it sounds dated. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. I gave it a C minus. But running only high because was cool too. But what is it? I said running high was cool too. Um, you said C minus. If you say so. Okay, so I'm you not really actually. a Nicki album fan. I'm just not. I'm not. I like her own features. Um, yeah, I just don't like her own albums. I don't like her singing. She sings a lot. Uh, let me start with the gusto. I think it was well done. I think that it sound quality was good. Well, I like the cover art. First of all, I'm gonna need my titties to be. Yeah, them titties like are sitting like They're a high sitting, chair. Like, okay. I, I'm gonna take this album cover to the doctor when I go get a boob job. It's like no, I'm not getting a boob job. I'm just saying they are sitting like that's wild. Ain't no tape or nothing. Like that's crazy. 
But um, good cover art, uh, good bars. I feel like she really spit some good bars on here. The lyrics were good. Bad, too long, like you said. Didn't like the features that much. I can't name one really good feature. Uh, with The Weeknd was cool. The Weeknd had a cool feature on this. Sway Lee, everybody liked that. Well, I didn't really like that song. I love. I feel Sway like he Lee, OD'd but... on the falsetto. Oh, okay. It was a little too falsetto-y for me. And I I, I like I absolutely love Sway Lee, but yeah. it was a little bit too much. But I love Ariana Grande. I, I like their collabs. I tend to, to float towards their collabs. Like, They're top 40, I guess. I'm not a top 40 person all the time. <laughs> but I just, uh, mainly, mainly because, I mean, I've become such an Ariana Grande fan because my daughter, like, she's obsessed with her. So. Okay, yeah. But it's like, I do like, I've heard like several of their collabs that I actually do like, so. Um, uh, yeah, I think that um, a lot of her beats sound outdated. I don't, I don't think that it should sound like the music that's out, like I was saying earlier. Like, it shouldn't sound like exactly what you hear today. But artists of her caliber should be pushing the sound forward. And I think that only Gonja Burns kind of does that a little. Okay. But that's just me. No, I don't know. I can respect that. I can respect yeah. that. Uh, speaking of queens, the L.A. Rams has two male cheerleaders now. Oh, the dance songs. Well, other well, the dancers or whatever. And I just want people out there, <laughs> shout out to the LGBT community, Q, the alphabet community, because I don't be want to disrespect y'all and not have all the fucking oh, like How many fucking letters are in it though now? Because I feel I like at one point it was like LGBT and then it's like... Now oh, it's Q, Q. And then it's other M-N-O-P, things. MNOP. Like there's like some more. Yeah, and no disrespect. It's just a lot. It's a lot to keep up with because I know it's evolving. It just become more normalized. So I get it, but bear with the us. Acronym like, is getting long as shit. Like, <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, they have the dancers on the NFL now, and I just want y'all to know that the LGB community that they're not propping them up. I don't think. I think that they're using this as a tactic to kind of take away from the conversation of what are they going to do? Are they going to kneel? Are they going to stay in the locker Absolutely. room? Are they going to stand? A distraction. Yes, and that changes the narrative. And I think that it's so fucking smart of them to do. Because a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, we got to support the NFL now because they are opening up to the LGBT community exactly. and like stuff like that. But, and that's all it is, is a smoke and mirrors tactic, honestly. Yeah. You're going to be focused on that and forget that we really aren't supposed to be partaking in any of this bullshit. Um, I'm still boycotting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely. think most of us are. So continue to boycott. You know, shout out to them for getting that look. Unfortunately, they had to get that look uh, like a backhanded compliment type shit. But right. Absolutely. It is what it is. Yeah, not slick. Not slick at all. And I hope Calvin Kaepernick uses that whole, uh, that thing with the uh, EA Sport game. Oh, yeah, taking his name out of the, yeah, as, really? With that lawsuit, with that lawsuit that he has with the NFL. Like, just yeah, the proof the, yeah. that they are That it's intentional. Exactly. It's a yeah. targeted situation because what do you gain from that? Right. Like, honestly, what do you, it's not like that's giving him, like, publicity like right. you know like it's in the song if you want to use the song use the song it's not a curse word yeah. like before we get into the yada yada with yada i do want to <laughs> talk about um the article that came out it, on hot new hip-hop that talked about artists uh, talking about the hip-hop i mean the music industry and then the music industry last year 2017 brought in 43 billion dollars and the artists brought in only 12% of that, and uh, that was mostly in tours. Right. And actually, that was only a 5% increase from the year 2000 and what they were getting. Wow. Yeah. And I just want to talk about that for a little bit because Lior Cohen, one of Def Jam's first executives, Mm. um, made a remark on that. And y'all, everybody knows how I feel about black ownership and making the most money from the things that we uh, dominate the most in, whether it be oh, yeah. sports or whether it be um, athletic, I mean, music, whatever industry that right. we dominate and we should be also controlling it. And Dame Dash had a lot to say about Lior. Shout out to Dame. I really fuck with Dame. a lot to say. Like, man, my man, why you don't go capitalize off some rock bands or some, you know what I'm saying, exactly. some shit like that? But he been talking about people uh these white jewish people in the industry he'd been talking about it but years ago people would just be like oh dame is crazy oh he just mad because jay did business with them and not him but he's been saying this stuff even about 
what is that, Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, and then Lior tried to act like he didn't even know who Dane was, and it's like, yeah. you know, that's some bullshit. kindly cut the shit, thanks. But this goes to, uh, I'm sure Lior makes more than 99% of the, the people in the industry that he controls. But hear this clip, when Charlemagne, he was in a breakfast club, and Charlemagne was basically asking him, isn't it hypocritical, because um, his previous question was, if a person is promoting drugs, because he was talking so against, like, oh, I don't like that they're promoting drug usage. It's lame. It's all of these negative things, and he doesn't support it. And then Charlamagne asked him, well, you will still do business with him. Like, you'll still push them as an artist. Isn't that hypocritical if you, don't, if you disagree with it? And here's what he had to say. Upon people. What I'm saying, that's hypocritical, though? You're saying um, it's opportunistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I got I got people to feed. Um, <laughs> wow. I got a bu- I got a I got a business to run. <laughs> You're gonna make Dame Dash take this clip and call you a culture vulture. Who's Dame Dash? You brought him up. I don't even know him. I don't even know him. You really so tried to play that. Bring him he his wild, name yeah. up. I don't even know him. So y'all made a lot of money together. Made a lot of. But, yeah, just the fact that, like, yeah, he admits, like, it's opportunistic, yeah, but, you know, right. I got to put, I got to feed my family, I got to make my, I got to send my kids through college and make generational wealth for my right. family. so hence, it's it's hypocritical. Yeah. And stop playing like you don't know who Dame is. That's just, like, utmost disrespect for somebody mm-hmm. to say some shit like that. Somebody you definitely got money with, and now it's like, oh, who's Dame? I don't even know him. Like, oh, okay. So, as a person, though, who's been in the industry in this area and, like, who knows a lot of people in the industry, have you seen, um people complain about maybe not making money off of the work that they've done or being in these, like, I guess, 360s or fucked up deals? Um, Not around here, but they get offered them. Yeah. Like, the ones that, the deals that have been on the table here for, for people in the music industry, a lot of times the ones who, and I'm not talking about, like, the recent people's, like, mm-hmm. the cuter fools and stuff like that, but, like, in the past... The deals be on the table, but they be shitty deals. Right. They're manipulative. The manipulative deals where you end up basically being the workhorse, but mm-hmm. the executives, the label, they're the one who make all the money. So I'm not surprised to see those numbers come up the way right. they are because, to be honest, album sales have never been a cash cow for a. Uh, they, I feel like they were before But not a cash cow, though. Like, you, okay. you can make money off of them, but a lot of these artists, majority of revenue typically come from touring mm-hmm. or endorsements, promotions, things like that. Your 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 appearances, your shows you're doing locally when you're going and you, you, you pulling up on these club spots and stuff like that. Like, the album sales are kind of on a smaller scale as far as bringing in revenue, and that's sad because... But a lot of that comes also from, I mean, this wave of piracy, See, now when now we don't really have to deal with that per se sure. because we have all these streaming sites. You get all the music. You play a, pay mm-hmm. a fat, flat fee per month. But, you know, like going back in the day when it was CD sales, people wasn't trying to do that. They was bootlegging them things. So, But now I think it's like it's almost just as hard with streaming to get to pull these numbers because I think it's like 1,500. Like your song, one song has to... 1,500 yeah, streams. Yeah, streams for one set, for like one... Uh, but it could be one song, though, is the is the, is the yeah. kicker, though. That's where it gets you at because, like, back in the day, um, you know, you sell an album, it, each CD sale counts unless right. you're buying 20 of them on one receipt, but each CD sale counts. So it's like you bought it, whether you listen to it or not, you bought yeah. it. Nowadays, you have to actually listen to these... On so- right, you have to play these songs, but the, the swindle is now the artists are dropping singles a year before the album. True. So the album is already doing numbers because those single sales, whereas back in the day, you mm-hmm. would buy a single by itself that would count as sales, and then you bought an album when it dropped by itself, and the sales were separate. Now they intertwine the two. But you know, I really do, because albums are still being pushed, I think that money is being made off of the albums. I think mon- the albums... Yeah, the artists are, aren't making the money. they are just not. Right. Yeah, yeah, they make money. It's not a cash cow for the artists. The artist right. is the one not making the money, despite the fact that they're the one pushing the product. And then, you know, Lior Cohen, by the way, he invented the 360. Wow. <laughs> According to people in the industry, they say It makes sense, to be honest. It, it, it makes hella sense. But they changed the streaming because, you know, I think like 2016... According to the RIAA, only like two albums went platinum because nobody's buying albums anymore. So that's when they like, we got to find a way to count these streams towards that now, because like the without these numbers, it's like, okay, with all this is piracy and downloading. Mm -hmm. Everything is so easily accessible now with the digital age that it's like, okay, we have to count this stuff towards something. But 
it's never been designed for the artist to make a whole lot of money. I think they get like mm-hmm. cents. Yeah. Like change, like 12, 11, like some slight shit per like. Well, the thing is, so. that whole thing with the, the artist making, especially when it comes to hip hop, because hip hop is the biggest genre, the uh, most lucrative genre in the music industry right now. And but when it comes to the fact that our artists who are most of them in hip hop are black making 12 percent, that's our fault. To be honest, that's mostly our fault because it's no way in the world that we dominate the hip hop industry. We created it. Hip hop is only 45 years old. I think I um, saw someone post something like that this week, that this week it became 45 years old. We allow outsiders always to come into our industries that we're dominating and they control it. And infiltrate our shit and run it, and we're just and, and, and we hate it right to them. But you know what? But a lot of that comes from I think it stems from just like ignorance of the of the industry of what goes yeah. on. Like people just like you look at look at all these documentaries. You think not even even beyond hip hop, but just yeah. black artists in general. You go look at these stories, these new edition stories, and these TLC stories, yes. and you see that these groups end up broke because they see record deal or record executive, and they don't know any better, and they're mm-hmm. young, and their parents don't know any better. All they see is dollar signs on the way out the hood. They don't have anybody on their side legally reviewing these contracts that they're getting yeah. themselves into, not realizing they're getting ripped off because they just think, well, this person, you know, the Temptations had their deal and they got money or this person got their deal and they got money. So they, or they just, look like they have Right, money. it looks like they're just, it's just dollar signs, but they don't really understand the ins and outs of the industry and how it's never designed for you to be the rich one. That's why all these uh, artists are getting like other things. They're starting businesses. Yeah. They're getting endorsements and stuff because they got to get that coin from somewhere yeah. because the industry executives are ready to rape you for that money. Like, I mean, yeah. And then they're also, we're teaching our children, not me and you, but generally we, we can't wait to invest our children's whole lives into being an athlete or being in front of the TV, I mean, I mean, in front right. of the camera or behind the, the microphone singing and entertaining. And these Jewish people, these white people, they're teaching them how to make money off your kids. Right. They're teaching them how to be behind the scenes so you're not wrecking your body and risking your life every week. And that way you can make the same money as uh, LeBron James or whoever else. And you're behind the scenes. Right. With all your memory intact when you're time when it's time to retire. With all of your you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like they pitched that dream to us, like to to these black parents with these mm-hmm. talented children. And it and it kind of paints this image to where it's like, oh well, this kid gonna do this and then we all gonna be set for life. So they yeah. thinking about themselves too. Like That's I ain't true. gonna have to work. He gonna make basically in this in this it's a pressurized situation and you're not realizing that you're you're pushing that energy off on not only onto your child who's a talented one, but yeah. I mean like it it's, it's it make them ripe for the picking. That's because they so see true. that energy and they like, well we can definitely get them because all they care about is, you know, getting that bag. But And we have to teach our kids ownership. That's why we, I will not put my yeah. child in that industry no matter how much she wants to be a Disney star. Like she wants to be on TV so bad. She wants to be a YouTube sensation. Mm-hmm. She wants to be and she has a star quality about her. But yeah. I just would never want to put that type of pressure on her. That just sometimes you just want your kid to be a regular kid. Absolutely. Absolutely, especially in a wicked industry like that. And my thing is, it's nothing wrong with putting your kid in sports or in dance or in singing lessons or whatever. But I hate when parents bank everything on that. Oh, yeah. you have such a small chance. I think Dr. Boyce was talking about it this week. He says you have a greater chance to be struck by lightning than to make it in the NBA or the NFL or a pop star or whatever. But we keep putting our children in that path. And then when they work on that their whole lives and they get to the point where... Because most of them are not going to make it. Then they fall into a deep depression. Right. They're suicidal. They're drug addicts. And the ones who do, they peak early because they're young. And it's like when you get older, it's hard to differentiate that child star Mm -hmm. from this person who's trying to be an adult now. Like, you you, you was little Bow Wow. Like, who you you think you are now? Like, just not to say it's necessarily him, but but just to throw a name out there. He be suicidal as fuck. Yeah, he be wilding. But but that's what comes with the territory because they peak early. Mm -hmm. And it's like now you've did your whole life work worth and like by the time you was 15 16 years old so it's like okay now you grown and it's like boy yeah. by little little by like your choice out of here i just don't want people to be to have money for football training and uh equipment but when it comes to tutoring i ain't got money for that right just but you <laughs> trying to because you're trying to invest in something that you think is going to be a cash cow and pay off but i mean hell your child education and advancement hell yeah mentally it's also going to 
pay off for them, and that should be your goal. Your goal shouldn't be to live off your kids. Your kids don't owe you nothing. Hell they didn't not. ask to be here. But a lot of the parents who do that have that mentality, like, oh, I took care of you. Now it's time for you to know. No, yeah. mom, I didn't ask to be here. And even if you, even if people do have that me- mentality, why risk it on something with horrible, horrible possibilities? Right, like especially football. like football or something. That's not smart. Right, and, and that's they turn got CTE and shit. Yeah, well, and then they steal slaves because they can't even stand up for what they believe in. That's not our, you know, that's not they're not obligated to stand for the national anthem in their contract, but because they're in a slave industry where they can't fight for their own rights or the protest for their own rights, you know, they're essentially right. they're forced to shut up and play, basically, is, yeah. is, is the energy. Yeah, but if y'all... I, I'm interested to see how these players react uh, during the national anthem, though, uh, uh, during the season, the regular season games. I'm so done. I, I'm just going to look at the news and see what they did. Right. But, it's like uh, the whole narrative watching. on that has changed so much and it's disgusting. It is. Like... It's but just, don't be fooled. Like, I don't want people to be fooled by these narrative changes with the whole dancers um, that are going to be for the right, LA The Rams. distracting dancers. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now, we have... Let me get the music ready. Okay. Yada with your intro. We got Yada Yada with Yada. This is a segment <laughs> where Yada breaks down current events, news, tea, whatever you want to call it. It's not always tea, but, you know. Sometimes it be tea. Sometimes it be tea, though. But, you know, we <laughs> use these opportunities to learn from them and, yeah. We try yes. to pertain to real life and learn from those things. And let's see what we got today, Yada. What do you have yes. for Yada Yada with Yada? Well, I'm going to start out with the light and ease into the heavy. Okay, first of all, shout out my girl, Tiana Taylor, because you know I love you and I love your vocals. But, girl, that motherfucking wig though it came off in the middle of her performance and she went pd pablo on them peoples and swirled that motherfucker around like a helicopter and i was inconsolable honestly good sport though i gotta respect i don't know why your wig wasn't secure but hey i'm not gonna i'm just i would just assume because you know no tiana be popping the locket she be getting it she be in them dances i need that when I was on the shade, I was on Instagram, I was on the shade room, <laughs> I was watching that video with my mouth open the entire time. I was like, no, the fuck, her wig did not just come off mid-performance. And that joke was just still attached to the back of her head, like like it had the combs in the back or something. Uh, and she just twirled that motherfucking, kept it, but that's some good, that respect. Because as many bitches lose their wigs on social media and these videos and stuff, and they be so embarrassed covering their little scully with them little uh, Meek Mill braids underneath, she was just she just twirled that bitch around and she was Petey Pablo and she kept it moving. So sis, I, look, I, I got a lot of love for her. I can respect her being I a good sport and it. not stopping the show. She just kept on dancing. I was like, hey. I respect that. Also, I respect the <laughs> dude who was fighting. It was a, it was another video that I forgot to send you. Um, there were two guys fighting. I hate fight videos with black people. Period. Oh, are you talking about the man with the toupee that came? A girl? Yes, That's so, on my Instagram story oh right now. Oh, my God. This yes. man, we're going to have to plug y'all with this, but this man, these dudes met in the streets abroad, and the dude got hit, and his little, it looked like a little yarmulke, but it was like a toupee <laughs> of, like, bush hair. It's the man we Right in the middle, and it was just like the little, you know, you dropped the top on it. It was a sunroof. Yes, it And was it came wing. off, and it was just on the ground, and he was getting beat. And then he lost the fight. Too. So he lost his fight and his, his wig glue was not secure. He lost his self esteem. He was like Samson. As as the power's in my head, nigga. Please. I can't. <laughs> oh. No, but seriously. But go ahead, y'all. And um, yeah, in other news, um, we got Drew Hill is supposed to be reuniting, but no one can focus on that because they had like a little promo f- f- photo. And I think they're supposed to be like dub- grouping up with that group player. I believe. And mm-hmm. my man on the end had some photoshopped shoes on. And I don't know why they thought in this analytical social media world that, that we was not going to see that them shoes was photo. I don't know. First of all, what did he have on his feet that made them feel like, yeah, we got to photoshop some I Air Forces know. on you? He, oh my Jesus. I, I wonder what the before Fix picture it. was. G- right. Did he just show picture. up barefoot or did he have the skippies with the... Like, what did he have on where they was like, you know, know what? And I don't even feel like they was a left and a right shoe. I feel like it was like two left jumps. <laughs> and that's what made it but so hard. It's sure? like, hold up, are these real shoes? Are you sure, though, that 
it wasn't like someone on the internet who did that? I don't know, but I have never seen any photo that wasn't the Photoshop shoes photo. So I'm kind of concerned. Yeah. I am concerned. That's that's worrisome. They, well, in their defense, their um, fan base would not have noticed. It was the young crowd. I'm sorry. I would have noticed because them things just... I told you it looked like two left shoes. And I'm just like, why does this nigga look like he walking in a circle? Like, Did you it, notice it right away? Because when I thing, first saw when it, I, I didn't notice. When I opened the picture, it's like something was off. And I was mm-hmm. like, something's off. But first I was looking like, where's Jazz? The big one. I was like, oh, where's see, I Jazz? Wanna... I was like, where's Jazz? Are you know the one who did the tell me leap and his shit ain't clear the ground that much? But then I seen them shoes and I was like, you know what? I'm going to close this and I'm going to reopen this. And not these the... shoes are not going to not be real. And they were still not real. Okay. Who <sighs> saw? Okay, moving on though. Um, So, you know, Mike Brown, mm-hmm. the 18-year-old kid who got uh, killed by the police officer in Ferguson. Yes. His mother, Leslie McSpadden, is uh, running for Ferguson City Council okay. now. And yeah, she talked that. about yeah. how, you know, she's pretty much just been having to, to heal. And she feels like this is just a step for her to take. Yeah. You know, to kind of like work towards justice, mm-hmm. really, like, you know, in situations like that, which is super unfortunate, but I think it's good and I think people should support her. And yes. that's definitely a very interesting platform to have to stand on to, to go for any type of, you know, elected official in a yeah. city, considering, you know, she would definitely be about making changes as far as policing goes and profiling and things like that. For so, sure. I think it's a good idea. Just wanted to throw that out there. I did see his his thing on HBO, I think. He had a special where uh, Mike Brown, it just broke down all the details of the case. Yeah. Just like the Trayvon Martin one, I guess. I didn't see the Trayvon Martin one because I was really like, I was really tuned into that during that time. So, But Mike Brown, it was a couple details that I was not aware of that did not come out with the court stuff and the media. You know, the media picking truth right. what they be wanting to talk Interestingly about. enough, that's been my stance with this Trayvon Martin case. And that's somebody who followed it so heavily, there have been like a, a couple details uh-huh. here and there that have come out in this documentary where I'm like, wait, what? Like, it's like, you know, generally that they tried to paint the picture, pretty much put him on trial for his own murder, right. demonize him and stuff. But for them to really insinuate, like, for example, that he was buying the ingredients to make lean and I'm like you know far be it for me to be a codeine queen but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that watermelon Arizona and Skittles don't go in the, I don't feel like that's in the recipe but you know if he bought some Jolly Ranchers I mean but and a but Sprite regardless but though, I mean I'm just saying then you could been... at least insinuate that but it's like now yeah. you're just making shit up like come on man they're doing that for the they did that for the jury you know to, to paint him as someone who wasn't deserving of life anyway because even if he was on his way to go by crack he did right. not deserve to, to be die. profiled and killed by a wannabe robocop exactly and that's what they that's what they try to do trick you in the media. That's what they like, always well, do. That's yeah. why they'll show the the killer, the person who killed them. They'll show their high school graduation picture, but they'll show a mug shot of the victim. How does exactly. that make sense? Exactly. Well, but um, also I don't know if y'all remember um, Jordan McNair was a nineteen year old kid, University of Maryland, a football player, the one who died back in June from a heat stroke. Um, the University oh, yes. of Maryland's yes, uh, yes, head yes. coach and a bunch of their athletic staff uh-huh. is actually suspended now. And they're investigating what happened because, like, I think he died, with like, two weeks after he had, like, a heat stroke. And he was in the hospital. He was hospitalized and he passed away. But it's, like, they're investigating into, like, the practices and the things that they have going on if anybody ignored any signs of that. But in the mm-hmm. meantime, they did suspend their head coach and a bunch of their athletic staff, too. So, um... That's because they really don't give a fuck about our boys. Like, like they don't give a fuck about our kids. Right, they as long don't. as you're performing. And that's crazy because, like, you have to pay attention to that type of stuff. Like, you got these guys out here, and these been some hot-ass days. Like, yeah. you got them out there in the heat. You're not making sure they're properly hydrated. Somebody dropped the ball somewhere. Yeah, and, and again, it's just like, if when it comes to schoolwork or being in a class, they're kind of like, oh, you know, make sure you go to class. Oh, you missed another class. Oh, you better make it up. But when it comes on that field, I don't care. Get out there. Be toughing up. Do this and do that. And, and then when they don't get it right, their punishment drills that they give them, it's like, you can't have people out in the heat like that. You have to make sure that they're properly hydrated and that they're taken care of. And they, they, they get the rest that they need. You can't expose yeah. people to the elements like that. But... To play devil's advocate here, uh, is this generation getting softer? Like, 
Because I feel like this didn't really... Well, I can't say that it, I don't I can't feel like it didn't happen, but because, you know, the media is more, right. like, accurate and more... I don't know. think we had all the avenues to expose a lot of stuff. So I think that, honestly, the times aren't changing. They're just becoming more apparent because we have more avenues True. to expose it. So it's like... And in the past, we didn't have social media and camera phones to capture every little thing that happened. So nowadays, mm-hmm. it seems like, like everything is more prevalent when the reality is it's always been happening. We just... We were oblivious to a lot yeah. of things because the 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 news networks that media is is biased and controlled and they're yeah. gonna control whatever they they filter to you and you don't have any other out outlets to see what's really going on. So yeah, that's unfortunate. It that's really, really is. really I honestly I would not want my son if we have another child and it happens to be a boy. I don't I don't want my son to when y'all have another child. <laughs> I mean, you never know what the cards will hold. I, I don't be feeling like it. I'm like, it's so much work. I'll be feeling like it. No, I, I feel you. I never like wanted my son to play football. He doesn't play football, and I'm glad for that. Yeah. Um, only sport he's ever really, really been interested in is boxing, but he wasn't necessarily trying to like compete. Yeah. You know, so it's it like, like he got into out. it more so learning the techniques, getting True. good at it, but not necessarily wanting to get in the ring all the yeah. time or spar or have bouts and stuff like that. So I'm glad. I mean, we got equipment at home. It's a heavy bag in that garage. Boy, go out there. I mean, I mm-hmm. boxed. So I told him the fundamentals and then he yeah. was going the headbangers. He was doing his thing. Mm-hmm. He go out in the garage when he get a little attitude and that's how he vents his frustration. Yeah. So I'm like, that's put good. the gloves on and go get it off. It's but, just... It's just like I wouldn't want. I, I know that if we have a son, he's gonna be in some type of football, unless Chris changes his mind because he's just like he played football, so he look he knows the he positive play like side. Badminton or something. What's that? <laughs> badminton. It's, it's it's like the fake ass tennis game, but it got the little birdie with the little rubber ball and then the net on it, and you just. No, my <laughs> he, my son's not gonna be a bitch. I'm just saying. Wow, wow Batman takes skill. I just I don't know. No disclaimers podcast. I don't want my son to be a bitch. I don't I I just don't want him to have a long lasting effects of some a sport that's so physical. Right. And it, it's really not worth it at the end of the day. You risk your life for in hopes that a lot of them risk their lives in hopes to be in the NFL and the NFL don't give a fuck about you. They'll draft you and as soon as you're not performing they will replace or they, you. you trade gone. you, replace you, and you, you gone. better hope you can get on somewhere else. So yeah. yeah. Protect your skull because that CTE shit is real. Super real. Super Probably real. Probably why you see so much damn violence. Domestic violence situations yeah. with NFL players because these niggas be having concussions. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And violence. By the way though, black... Black violence in this country is down. Uh, yeah, just c- nationwide, black violence is down. But they always point to Chicago. That's why every time you hear about, oh, black on black, black on black crime this, and y'all need to worry about black on black crime. And how crime many people got shot over that weekend? Oh. 73 people. Okay, so now we're talking about uh, Chicago Police Department being crooked as fuck. Um, yeah, that's 73 uh, shootings in one weekend and no arrests. The fuck? Yeah, you know who did that, please. That was exactly. them feds and them unmarked cars shooting up these blocks yes. and then making it seem like it's black people because they have to keep peddling that narrative yes. and they'll do it by any means. So I don't believe nothing about mm-hmm. that shit sounds legitimate. Nothing about it makes sense. It doesn't add up. I know they got new math with Common Core math. I'm sorry, I've carried the one. This mm-hmm. shit don't add up. And did you hear about that uh, bait truck that they put in the black community? Oh yeah, in with all the shit in it, with the Christian Louboutins and the Jordans, trying to bait young black people, people into, into crime. To yeah, to start stealing so they can lock them up. And people in that area are realizing that law enforcement are, are doing are targeting is targeting this area, trying to get them to commit as much crime as possible so that they can exercise martial law. Yep, and justify the reason. That's the that's the thing. That all they want is a justification on the back end as yeah. to why they do what they do to us and treat us the way they treat us. So it's yeah. like they don't have any reason to to go into it. So they're like, no, nah, we gonna we gonna pull up some shit after. We're gonna be proactive with it, and then after the fact, we'll be like, well, look, they did this, so this is probably why. Like, no, exactly. So that way they can keep pointing back to Chicago because when they do that, that all Chicago is is a code word for black people. And they always go back to that so they can paint us all in that realm. Baltimore, too. Baltimore, too, you, yeah. You seen the cop uh, yes. punching that dude? He got suspended, though. That cop got suspended. I don't know what's going to happen well, with him. but I'm pretty sure they're going to they're gonna be fair when it comes to that brother because he's black. 
Um, I didn't see that same action when it comes to um, white officers when they do when they exercise the police brutality and being wild as fuck. The, and my thing too, I see a couple football players, I seen a couple black celebrities, uh, Instagramming about that, and I don't. I find it a little strange that they can be so upfront and so you know specific and not just about police brutality in this country, but they're like this incident. This guy, doesn't matter what he did before this video, which I'm curious about, by the way. But they're like, oh, it doesn't matter what he did before this video. He did not deserve this is to, to be hit like this. And this is a, a, yeah, this is police brutality at its finest. And I'm like, it's funny how y'all can come out against this black officer. But for a Darren Wilson or a Peter Liang or a Zimmerman, until white people tells you it's okay to talk about it, y'all quiet as fuck. Right. Exactly. We need that same energy. Like, it, it wrong is wrong. It's right and right and, and wrong is wrong. And it doesn't matter. You're an officer of the law, black or white. You got to uphold the law. Yeah. And I'm stop making these excuses like, oh, they human too. My thing is, we're all human. But yes, I'm going to hold you to a higher standard as a sworn public I mean, service yeah. officer that you're yeah. supposed to have a little bit more discernment and a little more patience or whatever. It yeah. comes with the territory because you did not have to take this job. So if you're that scared to where you feel mm -hmm. like you got a while on anybody for anything because I don't care what that dude said to him from the video and you know the video doesn't indicate that he did he didn't do anything physical to you and that's the only thing that would warrant you putting your hands on him like that well nothing warrants that behavior because I from what I understand with officers all officers if someone assaults you now of course if there's a, a tussle you can go back and forth but at like say someone spits at you or hits you on good time you have one good time right to like to the lady react. who did that to the cop at that right like at, that game at the football game did. right you have one good time to really uh, retaliate or hit them you know right you in, can't be out here just piecing it piecing this but man that and was he never unacceptable. and he never swung back that's the thing so you right. really didn't have any. You didn't have an incentive to do it in the first place, but let's play devil's advocate and say for whatever right. reason. But the comments on that are sick. White guys, well, maybe he deserved it. Yeah, he shouldn't have been disrespectful. And I'm just like, okay, so that's against the law? Like, maybe maybe if he'd been respectful, he wouldn't have got his ass kicked. I'm like, okay, so keep that same energy the next time you rude to somebody and they beat your fucking ass. Do not go to the law because mm -hmm. you feel like that's legal. If you disrespect someone verbally, then you deserve to get your ass with, right? So yeah, I just want these police, I mean, these um, black celebrities out here, if you didn't check these white officers who do the same thing, don't say shit about this man. Because I, I, I hate the hypocrisy. Yeah. Because they know that white people will allow you to down another black person. But oh, yeah. they won't allow you to do it to white people. And they're scared of that. So shut your mouth if you're not going to talk about all police brutality. Now... What I will say is, I wonder if the man snapped. What, because, the yes, because that is an option, especially because of black officers. And I'm not condoning it. He did some Bama shit and he should be punished for it, just like all of them. But another thing, too, is I'd be offended if he got punished and the white ones don't. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, he needs to be suspended with pay. Find out with that brother's psyche. Find out if he has some type of. Uh, mental illness because I think that job can create a mental illness. I have everybody knows my fiance is an officer. He is as pro black as they come. But if you do some nigga shit that's illegal, he's gonna you know more than likely that's he's gonna handle that according to the law. Right. You know. But he there's so many situations where. He didn't get into the, the to the department to write you tickets or to make your life a living hell. He wants to get guns and drugs. Yeah. Lots of good, uh, guns and a lot of drugs. That's what he wants. That's his whole thing. And he'll pull over somebody for like a taillight or for speeding or something. Oh, nigga. You know, mind you, a lot of black people, a lot of ignorant niggas, and I'm not going to say black people, a lot of ignorant niggas, they'll give the black officers the fucking blues. But as soon as their white counterparts come in. Right. How you doing there, sir? They are real respectful, like coons. And I really think that that's And that's wild. Up. That's wild. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's some Pama shit. So he'll pull up, you know, hey, how you doing? This is what it is. Wanting to give them a warning because they, don't, they really don't want to do all that fucking paperwork. And they're like... Man, you cone ass nigga, you bitch ass nigga, all this crime going on, and you, uh, you Uncle is, Tom you ass was, nigga. And you was part of it, because at the end of the day, and this is coming from somebody mm -hmm. who does 
speed. I mean, I feel like we all speed. Yeah. But the reality is this. If you got caught, nigga, you got if caught. You're wrong, if you you're can't wrong, be you're mad wrong. that, okay, my thing is, you're like, all oh, this crime going on. Well, it's nothing go- that going on over here and I saw your ass. So it is what it is. Like, let's not make yeah. a situation. I just feel like that behavior fucks me up because it's like all this legitimate violation of rights going on from law enforcement mm-hmm. officers and you was wrong and you like I saw that with a guy mm-hmm. oh I saw a video it was a the black white, guy and a white, white cop. cop and the that white is- cop really held it down because he was insulting and disrespectful to him and I'm like you did this video and this ain't it sweetheart it's like legitimate right violations going on out here and you mm-hmm. out here doing this shit for clout and my you think it's funny he should have locked your dumb ass up my dude said that happens Every single day. Every single day. He should have locked his dumb and ass I know up. And I know that you signed up for that, and I understand that. But as a human, I do kind of sympathize with dealing with that on a regular basis. This is like, damn, like, I don't know if I could if I could deal with that type of shit. Um, yeah. So I, I just don't really think I can deal with that every single day. And um, I don't know if the brother snapped. Because you don't know what he deals with on a regular basis. Now, I will also say on the flip side of that. A lot of Baltimore Police Department is very corrupt, and they have a history of corruption. I feel like the problem is so. you didn't really see anybody. It's other officers there, and it didn't really seem like anybody was really trying mm-hmm. to stop it. That's what bothered me. Is it's like, okay, you know this dude is wild. Mm-hmm. He might have snapped. Yes, at the end of the day, you're absolutely. They are still human. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I agree with that. Even though I do hold them to a higher standard yeah. because of the position they put themselves in, they're still human beings. But I'm looking mm-hmm. at you watching this happen, and you're not really doing anything to intervene, right. and you know he's wrong. So it's just like, come on, dog. Like, stop this. Well, in New York, they let the um, I think it was Eric Garner. They let the officer just straight up choke him out. Right, the and that illegal time, so. ass, outlawed ass chokehold, and you know, like. <sighs> I just feel like, especially in situations where it's other officers around mm-hmm. and you, like, you, come on, dog. Where's your due diligence? Like, you know this yeah. is wrong. You're sitting there watching it happen and these men end up dead. Yeah. I I just I just want to give a shout out to the officers who really got there to, to do their jobs in a professional way and the ones who have patience with these dusty niggas. Right. And that's not black people. Dusty this- niggas is, is definitely a distinction. Um, Just... Yeah, I that, applaud that, the white cop. I, I actually saw so he really yeah, kept his composure. Too much props, but though. I'm just saying he kept his composure <laughs> in a situation where honestly yeah. I would have been ready to square up. So I'm just like, he yeah. like, man, what the fuck, you dumbass nigga? Like he, like how he was talking to him, mm-hmm. and it's like he pulled you. You the one who didn't have your seatbelt on. You what? You like how you giving me a ticket for my safety? My fucker, the law is the law. All these click it or ticket ass shit you right. be riding by, and you get mad when you get caught doing some shit you ain't supposed to. It's funny when I hear stories that my dude say how you know he got recorded or whatever from pulling someone over and they record him the whole time talking shit and he's like oh I'm glad you recorded I just want to let your people know that you didn't have any tags you re- you didn't have a registration your license was expired yeah, and all of a sudden that phone and- probably go off like shit <laughs> exactly. you know damn my, my battery that back. is why you know what I'm saying I'm doing what and I'm doing and you're using your phone in the car like <laughs> I mean it's yeah. just like people be, can be in the total wrong and still be mad at the fact it's that they've gotten pulled this, over in this, in this time uh, where clout is everything yeah. whereas they feel like they have to record everything, put everything on social media. And it's like, you expose yourself for being a jackass because it's like, you're wrong yeah. and you've recorded it. And now you put it on social media thinking we going to co-sign with you. And we like, you look fucking stupid. This ain't it. This yeah. is not it. Stop. Like, yeah. 100%. It, it devoids the legitimate issues. That's what I don't like is that there are legitimate issues out here that people have with corrupt cops and you playing with one who's actually doing his job. Like, can you stop? Right. It's not in the same boat. If you're done wrong in the system, by all means, like, you need to get justice. But if you are in the wrong, don't don't be mad at the officer for pulling you over for right. something you're like, How you going to pull me over because I ain't got no tags? Like, nigga, because you don't right. have no tags. Right. Why are you driving without tags? What right. did you think was going to happen? And then you get, then on, on, the, on top of that, you'll have someone who's absolutely dirty, who absolutely, because imagine motherfuckers be dirty and then swerving in and out of lanes, speeding, putting on right, brakes, yeah, get pulled over. You to drive like you dirty. And like, look, and then it'd be people that, that be stopping on the side of the road or that come out their house. Why y'all got him on the ground like that? Because he's he like, tripping, tripping, sis. And they'd be like, bitch, if you want these guns off the street, did you know this man had a gun? But right. you can't, but you can't tell him that. he robbed your shit. Exactly. Or that nigga without tags crash into the back yes, of your shit. And exactly. then you wondering why you can't get no money from it. Because if he ain't got tags, he damn sure ain't got insurance. So when you mad because you handicapped as fuck and hit yep. nobody paying for it. Because your little liability policy ain't helping you out. And then you want to know why. <laughs> this is why. It's I can't. So, uh, 
before, but before we um, move on, I mean, before we end the show, um, I wanted to answer some of the questions that our viewers, we haven't gotten to the uh, questions that the viewers sent. And viewers, make sure you send us in questions and we will answer them anonymously. No. You send in the questions. Yes, we won't put out your name. Unless you want us to shout you out, then that's fine. Um, but if you send us a question, we'll answer it as if you were anonymous. Send it to our DMs, either me, Yada, or Sean, and we'll put it in this jar right here. Let's keep it about the show. Yeah, I know. I mean, don't be asked about our personal life like right. that. No, no. Let's, let's keep it appropriate. Let's keep it show-friendly. You know, let's not get wrongish. I mean, I don't know. They can ask me about my personal life. No, I mean, like, I'm don't be like, yeah, book. so I'm trying to hit. Like, none of that. Oh, no, no. no I, won't even, I won't even put that. I won't even answer that in there. No, you're probably going to get blocked. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Okay. How many days per week should a married couple have sex? You know what that man? <laughs> you tell me. Shit. Do they um, have jobs? First of all, like, okay, that so, matters. Yes, let's, let's just, okay. So most people in, gainfully married. employed married couple. I would say, first of all, it depends on the needs of your partner. Are you freaky, freaky. It's like, no. <laughs> and then if it's like two polar opposites, then you should um, compromise. Right. I say like I would think that like two to three times is pretty reasonable, and I, I would say three to four. Look, at I mean, I'm freaky, only... freaky, freaky. If there's seven days okay, out the week, curious. I just be feeling like they just be tired. No, don't like... get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There will be weeks where that always isn't met because of you never know. Job schedules might be different. Um, stress and you know dealing with family issues a lot can play a part but I'm talking your average ordinary well, I will start week. here and say that every day is completely unrealistic it's not going to happen you think it is typically. I think it's kind of unreal- unrealistic like every day consistently like I, just- I, I think that there are some freaks Freak animals I mean, out yeah, there. but I feel like the vast majority, <laughs> you'd be surprised. And honestly, this oftentimes comes from this, because I've had this conversation with, like, friends before. And, like, yeah. my guy friends would be the one, like, man, two to three, we good. Like, man. But it, the thing is, though, I think that some women, like your average woman, not necessarily overly freaky, but not mm-hmm. prudish neither, mm-hmm. will probably be cool with that. But they feeling like, hold up, what you mean two to three? Nah, that's too much free time for you to go elsewhere type shit. Nah, we got to up it. Some of them have that that really? mentality. So, I mean. I don't think that should be a factor. Like, I wouldn't either, yeah, but you'd be surprised. In a relationship, you should not be worried about, oh, this is not enough. He's going to go somewhere. How about you just figure out what's enough for him and then... I don't but then, know. you know, sometimes, like, my guy friends would be like, do you know sometimes I just really don't feel like hitting? Sometimes I just want to mm-hmm. lay there or I might just want to hold her and go to sleep. Like, and they'll think, oh, wow, you ain't trying to smash or you must have got it from somewhere else. They're like, no, nigga, I'm just tired today. Like, Yeah, especially depending on the age. Because, and I'm not saying it, because, but with as the older you get, the more responsibilities you have. Right. The, the less time or whatever that you might have. But... Also, let's be honest, and I had to learn this too. It doesn't take that long. Like every day doesn't have to be an hour. You feel yeah, me? And that's the problem Some that people don't seem to realize. Sometimes you can throw a quickie in the mix. Like, look, we these girls like, yeah, we gotta do this three, four times a night. I'm like, bitch, you as unemployed. Look, I got a job and I have work in the morning. I don't have yeah. time for this shit, bruh. You bad, you hey, look, you better get it while I'm still up, because I go to bed. Yeah. And I don't know what to tell you. This point is gonna be some dead body sex. But I feel like but- a lot of men complain, like a lot of men, and as a barber, um, I just heard this I talk to a lot of guys. A lot of guys, I have a lot of male friends, and that'd be a, a big problem a lot. And then well, it then either it's a problem that? or they just already take like some defeat, like when you when you in a relationship, you just don't really get none. You know, I think that's super wild too. Like you still gotta take care of your partner. Now, I, mean, I think like you should just have to find like some sort of healthy medium where it's like, okay, look, I'm not trying to help every day because I'm not. Yeah. Like sometimes I just be tired and I just want to go to sleep. I want to see what Sean has to say. Right. Let's call, call him, call him back. <laughs> we need some testosterone. We need some teas. <laughs> we gonna call Sean back. Yeah. He better answer this phone too. He's gonna answer. He won't be doing nothing. Well, he's doing something, but it's gonna be a problem. Two zero. You know, let me send this. He might be. We trying to call you. He might be with my right now. With some male input. (laughs) You know who you should ask? You should call Reese. Oh my god. 
Reese is Yada's friend, like long time friend. I feel like Reese is gonna like not answer the phone. Look, I'm about to call you for the show. I have to text him first because no, you can tell him when he called. When you call, be like, hey, we on the show. I just want him to answer because I don't know. He might be. He might be with a lady or something. Yes, that's her real friend. Like not like her not my friend. best friend that she smashed. No, this is like I don't smash best friends. That's inappropriate. Some people do. I don't, did you even did you even give him time? No. Uh, Bruh. Hey Reese. Hey Reese. You are live on No Disclaimers Podcast. Hey. We want to ask you a question. <laughs> we just want to ask you a question. We want to ask you a question for some male perspective. Yeah. What's up? What's up? Okay, so how many times per week do you think that a married couple should have sex? And this is a question given by our audience. They sent it to our Instagram DMs. Make sure you do that. Okay, Reese. How Go. many times? I mean, how many days per right. week? Uh, I guess it's seven days out of the week. I mean, as necessary as possible. You, we need a number. Right. Give us a number. I mean, it, it could be between, shit, 7 to 20. No, what? how many days, days out the week? Not how many times. Oh, You've been horned, dog. 20? <laughs> you whore. <laughs> five. Five. Good, solid five days out the week. God damn, horn dog. He must works out. Maybe four. I mean, but, Sunday's for the Sabbath. But Sunday's you for know the what? Sabbath, so I can respect that. I fucking hate him so, so much. So four to five? Yeah, four to five days out the week. Okay. What about if she's on her period? He would like, ew. She gonna have to go check out with the Lord with that one. Hell nah. Right. Now huh? you gonna still what be trying to get the mouse. Who, who, who running red lights? Niggas do. I don't. I personally don't, but not for me. It's not for me. What's a red light? What does that mean? It means stop. Yes. (laughs) That's exactly what it fucking means. He would caution more so. (laughs) He'd be doing running stop. I mean, what'd you call them? Running stops. Running red lights. California stops. Yeah. Rolling stops. Oh, you you big nasty. Thank you so much, Reese. We needed a testosterone, some testosterone in the room. We needed a male perspective. We appreciate that. I'm looking at you Shout different. Out to no disclaimers podcast. Shout Thank out. you. Reese. All right, I'm out. Bye. Right. So, I do you think that men will men usually typically require require more sex than women? Um, not all the time. I think that it's interchangeable because I've seen guys be like, "Damn, all she want to do is fuck." Like, God damn. And then this girl's like, "All he want to do is fuck." So I feel like it's True. interchangeable. Um. I think, weirdly enough, as, as much as I'm like, girl, two to three times we get, I feel like typically in my, mm-hmm. ex, like, former relationships and stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like I be the, like, the horn dog. Okay. Like, dog, like, but you lay next to this nigga fidgeting, like, man, do you not feel these cheeks on you, boy? But do like, you think that, do you think that it depends on the person? Like, I feel like, do you feel like, okay, so if he wasn't the one, you wouldn't want, but if you were in a situation where... He was the horn dog. Do you feel like you would be too? Or is it like... No, I would be with the shits. I feel like okay. I would be with the shits. But, I mean, you never know, though. That's true. It might be like, you know, I don't know. Maybe that, like, that subdued thing might be, like, the secret turn on for, like, the horn dog in a relationship true. versus, like, if he wants it more. It's like, damn, nigga, chill. Right. Like, it's like when you speed and then somebody speeds past yeah. you, like, fucking well, relax. Like, like yeah. I don't know. But I feel like it's typically me. Like, I'm, okay. I'm the whore. <laughs> okay. Interesting. 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 No, but um, that was a good question. None of us are married, so you're practicing. Um, I but I guess I'm close. I'm close to it, but I'm not married. We're not married yet, so that's just what I think. But I also think it it it, it well never mind. If married, you were living in the same house. I'm like, well, if you're talking just relationship wise, it yeah. also depend on whether or not you live in together. That is a fact. That's a fact. So, yeah, thanks for answering the question. This person did not want a shout-out. So, yeah, shout-out mm. to you. You know who you are. Yeah. Um, quickly, it. before we get out of here, because I almost forgot, uh, we are in the DMV area for the people who are not from here. We just want to let you guys know if you are out there during the Clan Rally today that you are safe. Uh, enough news hasn't really emerged yet. I'm going to look some up uh, while Yada talks about the findings that yeah. she saw earlier. <laughs> yeah, all I've managed to see was that the counter protesters far outnumbered the actual KKK rally. 
uh, protesters. So that's kind of interesting to me. The articles I've seen, I've read on like, you know, like New York Times and CNN, Washington Post and stuff have pretty much said that, um, what's his name? Jason Kessler? I don't I know. Was the one who organized it essentially said he got a permit for 100 to 400 people for this KKK rally. And according to multiple news reports, it's like 20 to 40 of these families, like a small handcuff, a handful of actual KKK rallyers. But then the counter protesters also got their permits and it's like 700 of them. <laughs> So yeah. I think they were kind of, you know, got a little bit humbled, to be honest. Or maybe they realized that this isn't Charlottesville. And you get like in these further, smaller southern towns and you can get away with this type of shit. But you yeah. bring something like that to D.C., it might not go how you planned. So granted, you can't fully trust it. I wish I was more so in tune with someone who was actually there because... You know, the media tends to slant these situations and I wouldn't put it past them to slant it in the direction where it's like, oh, there were so many counter protesters, like they were being peaceful and the counter protesters were the problem. But honestly, they were just chanting. They had signs. Yeah. It didn't seem like anything got out of control. The police escorts that the KKK rallyers had separated the two groups with like metal barricade, like fence, like... You know I would like things. to definitely hear, hopefully before, uh, before we wrap wrap, that we can hear from somebody who was down there. One of my girls from high school went and uh, she was very vocal about it. Actually, if you follow me on Instagram, we went live this week. I am paying attention because I'm always, always looking at the white supremacist media and seeing how they're trying to spin things. I was looking at the, yes, I do believe that the anti-protesters or the... Uh, counter protesters outnumbered the protesters, but I don't. They're trying to really minimize the outcome. I mean, the um, amount of people that showed up for like the white supremacists that showed up. So I want to see how true that is. I don't quite believe them. I don't because of the way that I can tell how they're wording it. It that they're trying to make you believe something more than probably what it actually is. Right. You know what I mean? I I know how they be doing that little deceptive little headlines. So uh, we'll see. We'll yeah. see how that I'm just turns trying out. To see with the with the, where the logic lies and 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 what, what civil rights they well, feel like the white front. people aren't getting and need to fight mm-hmm. for and have an advocate for or a voice for. It's like white people, like like I told you, they want y'all want to be oppressed so bad. No, that's it's not fun. Like that's what I'm saying. You you want the you want mm-hmm. what comes with oppression, which is yeah. the right to fight the system and complain about. Like you want the, the we don't. I would rather not be oppressed and not have to fight any of these fights mm-hmm. than to be oppressed to have this window to fight these fights. Like it's so it's like it, there's no white plight that we all need to understand and sympathize well, with. One like, of their main tactics. Is, Tactics is deception. And I think that that whole, oh, we're oppressed too, or we whatever, that's just a means of deception of what they really mean is we want to do- be able to dominate more. We Yeah, we can kill black people with, with impunity, but we want to be... We want it to be more legal or we want it to what? be, you know, we feel like these Hispanics are going to outnumber us in 2050. We need to be able to control that. That is the plight that they're that they're talking about. Not like equal rights in this country. It's it's never equal with them. Right. They want to dominate. All, and my thing is, it's 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 you're 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 on the 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 upper side of this. So it's like it's kind of ridiculous. Well, they but have that's to what be. it boils down to. But they have to be if you think about it. And that's why I don't take racism personally against white people, because I understand it. They have to um, be. They have to be on the upside of things. They have to be on the far upside of things yeah, because they're on the decline. They're so. on the decline, so they have to be in order to have some type of superiority, and that's why they do these things. So, um, shout out to people who went out. If you was about that life, you know, I hope that you were out there. I've seen a lot of white people protesting, and I, I don't want black people to be fooled by that because a lot of times they look at them as white allies. And they're not always white allies because there are a lot of white supremacists that don't like white extremism. And there's a difference because you have the Hillary Clintons, that's a white supremacist, and then you have the Donald Trump, that's a white uh, supremacist extremist or that supports that. They're two different things. You can have someone like, um, I always use him as an example, the guy who owned the the clip, no, yeah, the Clippers, the guy who was uh, being racist, uh, the phone calls came out, what's his name? I know who you're talking about. Donald Sterling. So he wasn't 
technically a, a racist because he loved black people. He was cool with all the people that worked under him, that worked for him. But right. the moment that it was Magic Johnson who was neck and neck of him, he was not supreme over him. And that's what makes you a white supremacist. That's kind of what differentiates the white right. supremacists and the racist or whatever. And I just want people to know that there are people that they're cool with white supremacy when you're at the bottom or whatever. They just don't like, especially white women, they don't like the white supremacy that also oppresses them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They don't like the white, the white extremism oppresses them. The white supremacy, they still cool with that. Yeah, because so, they benefit from that. But Exactly. They're just like, whoa, 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 don't be all out loud with it. Like, don't be out here, you know, flaunting it. Keep it undercover so that it maintains some type of control so that black people are still happy, but because they don't know that they're controlled. Right, not realizing that we're the puppet masters. Exactly. So, yeah, I just want people to be mindful of that. Um, did you have anything else, Yada? Um, no. Yes, I love this. I love this. I can't wait to uh, find out what happened today out there. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for watching. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. Take the time out real, real quick. Yada will show you her boobs if you do this. Wow. Make sure you what? subscribe. It's like, no, I'm just kidding. So y'all want to stop pandering <laughs> me to the audience or whatever. I mean, I would but, do if I was in a relationship. So. You know what? You get on my nerves. It's like, no, I'm just kidding. But no, seriously, uh, make get. sure you, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's going to show you. If you're looking on YouTube, she's got the shoulder. And, um, yeah, all you're getting I'll is show you my tattoo. It's like, no, I'm just <laughs> But no, um, yeah, so make sure you like on uh like and comment everything that we subscribe, talked about share please click the put bell. that in the comment section yes yes subscribe. we love feedback because we look if it. you subscribe then every time we do a new episode it comes right up on your phone right as soon as you so, go yeah. on youtube it's gonna pop up yes because and we then. do do them like a little we right. try to keep it early but we do it different times of the day so you might want to subscribe and for that share like i mean yeah, don't be stingy do your friends want the tea too share the link know? on twitter if you share the link on twitter we will follow you. Absolutely. Yeah. Sean too. So thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time on No, no Disclaimers, Disclaimers Podcast. Podcast.